our vision and what we see as a value to our members is to create a network of consortia in the United States and Canada that work together that will especially benefit companies that have multiple sites. Is there a way that we can basically leapfrog into what the future is going to look like without having to perfect the buggy whip of our current manufacturing? If we hadn't gone to the Lean Consortium and done the learning and changed our systems to lean them out, I, I think we would have had difficulty surviving. The consortium is playing an ever more powerful role today in business. Wikipedia defines a consortium as an association of two or more individuals, companies, or organizations with the objective of participating in a common activity or pooling resources for achieving a common goal. Hello, I'm Chris Henry and this is Applied Excellence, a podcast series produced for AME Canada. Call it strength in numbers, open source sharing, learning from the mistakes of others. There's no doubt that a consortium can be a genuine contributor to a company's success. And that's why AME maintains consortia are so important today. On this program, we'll hear from five different individuals, all of whom believe in the value of belonging to a consortium. Our first guest is a pioneer in the development of consortia in North America. Dave Hogg established the first consortium in the late 1980s. Since then, he's been involved in many more and knows only too well how powerful a consortium can be for its members. One of the problems every company has, and that is how do they maintain what they have and how do they become more competitive and how do they increase their competitiveness? And joining a consortium means you have access to not salespeople, not marketing people, but other people like yourself. And learning from others is an incredible way of getting your own staff to begin to uh, see how they could improve themselves. And the exchanges are outstanding. When we're talking about consortia, we're talking about individual people, individual uh, leaders, individual companies, etc., of which there are many in Canada and many in the rest of the world, of course. And the, the improvement starts right there. When the consortium is set up properly and the key is setting it up properly, absolutely that happens. Uh, if it's set up with somebody leading or facilitating who is really dedicated to the success of the group, you will get a different result than if you use, a let's say, a consultant that is going to be looked at very differently because really it's the people themselves who own the consortium. They're the ones that are going to make it happen. And the facility's role is only to enable them to make it happen. Well, it begins with uh, a need and the need uh, that the companies would have for coming together or the reason for coming together would be they want to improve, they're committed to improve, and they understand that by exchanging with other companies like themselves, they're going to learn things they didn't understand before. There's a little phrase that we often use, and that is you can't live long enough to make all the mistakes yourself. And that is extremely true. And every single company has a different way of doing things because none of us are the same. And what we can learn from each other to apply to the problems that we're dealing with inside our own companies that can lead to improvement. And the interesting part of it is when that starts, 
everybody starts seeing different ways of doing things and newer ways of doing things. And uh, it is a win-win situation. Several years ago, AME began to offer its members expertise on consortia. AME's view is that companies can progress faster on their lean journey through knowledge sharing and cooperative problem solving, two of the many benefits of consortium membership. Ryan Meekham is AME's Director of Consortia. Our vision and what we see as a value to our members is to create a network of consortia in the United States and Canada that work together that will especially benefit companies that have multiple sites. And so we've been able to garner support from a number of companies, some of which are very recognizable, companies like Costco and Delta Faucets and Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, uh, other companies you never would have heard of, uh, companies like a Power Blanket that I used to uh, work at and another company in San Francisco called Freetech Plastics. But we've also attracted uh, healthcare systems like Akron Children's Hospital, Kaiser Permanente and Stanford Children's Hospital. And, and they all have one thing in common. And that is they have a set of goals and objectives they're trying to accomplish. That is what AME sees as the value of consortia because it is hands-on to deliver the results that the companies want to achieve. So that that's what AME sees as its part in this uh, consortia. The reality is that the economies of the United States and Canada are extremely intertwined. And when, when we work together, uh, especially within a system environment, uh, it, there's a win-win situation. And, and that is, I think, from, from an AME standpoint, uh, one of the, the advantages that we're bringing to the marketplace is we're connecting these different consortia in different parts of North America so that it isn't just in one metro area and that's the only experience you get is those companies in that metro area. Rather, we're a network of networks. So we're not only networking you within your metro area, but we're also connecting you uh, across the United States and Canada together. So you do get that cross-pollinization uh, even uh, despite what's uh, currently going on. So that's, that's to me, is one of the brilliant aspects of working uh, on this effort. Well, Dave Hogg has explained how a consortium can drive a company to greater success, and Ryan Meekham has told us why AME is involved with consortia. Now it's time to hear from someone who has experienced a consortium firsthand. Brian Holmes is the VP and General Manager of Columbia Plastics, based in Vancouver, BC. His company has been involved in consortia in the past, but recently joined another one, jointly run by AME and CME, the Canadian manufacturers and exporters. I asked Brian what his company has gained from consortia involvement. We haven't been involved for about five years, and we decided to join this one based on who we saw else coming in and that it was being uh, run jointly by AME and CME. So CME is looking after the, you call it the administrative bits, and uh, and we get some added benefits through them, and also AME's expertise and the, the thought of you know working in with some of their conferences was uh, was a positive in my mind. What have the past experiences? Uh, being involved with consortia being like for Columbia Plastics? I would say they've been very positive in, um, in the learning experience that gets penetrates the organization. So it helps adjust the culture when everybody realizes they can participate and needs to participate. 
a lot of um, potential for good group learning where you can, um, the consortium makes some training affordable to get top level training because you're splitting it amongst several companies. So you can bring in the world-class trainers. So, so basically it's a, um, everyone is, is getting something out of it. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it encourages a learning organization from the bottom up. Now, when, when Columbia Plastics is involved in a consortium, have you seen uh, a noticeable and hopefully positive impact to the bottom line? Yes. I would say what happened was it, it, it reduced costs and kept us. There was, there was a point that I would have said in the early 2000s that we would have had no growth if, if not actually pushed us under with the international competition that was going on at the time. Still is, but I mean, at, at that point, um, if we hadn't have had gone to the Lean Consortium and done the learning and changed our systems to lean them out, I, I think we would have had difficulty surviving at that time. Wow. So you would attribute that to, to just being able to brainstorm with, with your peers in a consortium? Yeah. The, the outside eyes, um, we did a lot of um, our Kaizen events. And we'd bring in people from other consortium members and having those outside eyes come in was very powerful. Brian Holmes indicated that Columbia Plastics is a member of a consortium jointly run by AME and CME. Like AME, the Canadian Manufacturers and Exporters is heavily involved with consortia. Andrew Wynne-Williams is a Divisional Vice President for CME in British Columbia and his views strongly mirror those of Ryan Meekham's. What value does the organization see in consortia? Our primary purpose is to serve our members and to help our members grow. Uh, they, we need to provide them with learning opportunities. And it's pretty clear to us that the best learning opportunities for manufacturers tend to be the been there, done that kind of learnings. When they can go and see what someone else has done that's been really effective and learn how they've done it. Uh, and so then they can emulate that success. So it's really uh, uh, one of the most effective ways of sharing knowledge to generate greater success for our members, right? So it's not just direct copying of, event of a how to invent the wheel. It is uh, learning the process behind how someone invented their wheel. It's how do you become more innovative and grow learning from how others have done it as opposed to just copying others. You know, given that then, what what are some of the quantifiable uh, business or perhaps, you know, in the larger scheme of things, economic benefits for members in a consortium? I would say the biggest is the actual cost of training because, you know, if you wanted to bring in uh, a consultant uh, of some sort just for yourself to try and learn about a new process or learn about a new way of thinking – that's going to, um, you know, cost you a certain amount of money. Whereas if you share that cost with the others in your consortium, then you get to, you start to really reduce the cost. And at the same time, it allows you to learn from the others in the consortium and, and, and share how you've implemented, share the sort of the, the implementation track, for lack of a better term. This is particularly evident when you start talking about lean this is why consortiums are often called lean consortiums, because 
that kind of sharing uh, in, a, in a lean sense really helps people operate more effectively. I mean, lean is proven to create vast cost savings and consortiums are the most effective way to implement it. The, the consortium has to evolve as its members grow. It can't just offer the same things over and over. The consortium has to be driven by the members. It can't be driven by the organization that forms it. We're creating this for our members so that they can work together and we're helping them to work together. We're not creating their agenda for them because frankly, they're the experts at manufacturing. Someone who has a deep and passionate interest in lean manufacturing is Anne Graham, a noted speaker and author, and she's also an AME director in British Columbia. Her views on the effect technology is having on lean manufacturing pushed her to establish a consortium that'll be a forum for what she calls Manufacturing 5.0. What I really want to do is connect the manufacturers here in BC who are really not properly positioned to fully benefit from continuous improvement efforts today. They're struggling to really see the financial gains of that. And also, I want to make sure that they're really well positioned to move ahead into the future of manufacturing because we're about to go through the biggest change since the Industrial Revolution. I'm really focused here on looking at, are we actually perfecting buggy whips? as we look at really delving into huge amounts of lean. So for example, one of the new members of the consortium has done very little on lean at this point. And when we had a conversation about where I saw the future of manufacturing going, sort of you know, up at that 30,000 feet level, he got it immediately. And he said, oh my gosh, Like we have been focused on trying to catch up, doing all of the things in lean to perfect our existing manufacturing process, when actually what we should be looking at is what's the next generation of manufacturing process? And is there a way that we can basically leapfrog into what the future is going to look like without having to perfect the buggy whip of our current manufacturing? So are you taking the approach then that um, lean techniques can be applied in a, a basically a, a technological revolution? Absolutely. And there's another way that lean techniques can also be applied. So let's go to the technological revolution first, and then let me tell you where I still feel that there's a huge role for lean uh, going forward in the consortium and for manufacturers in general. So as we look at where technology is going, there's still a lot of waste in terms of bringing in raw materials, taking away everything that doesn't belong to create a product. And one of the really big factors coming forward in the future of manufacturing in Manufacturing 5.0, of course, are various forms of additive printing. Not every industry is going to go down that path, but it's something that every industry should be making a conscious choice. Is it for us or is it not? Because there's now something like 220 different materials that can be 3D or additive printed at costs that are continually coming down. And in one particular case, uh, GE just manufactured a new sort of Cessna-sized aircraft engine. They took the number of parts from 453 down to 12. If you're making one of those buggy whips, I don't care how lean you are, you're no longer selling that part to Boeing. Every single company needs to be aware of these kinds of sea changes that are going on, which might mean that lean on the shop floor is perfecting an outdated process. However, what I find really interesting, and one of the reasons that we've called the new consortium the BC Enterprise Excellence Consortium, is that only a few companies are applying lean techniques 
throughout the rest of their organization, the non-manufacturing side of their organization. And of course, as we all know, there are massive amounts of waste, massive amounts of inefficiencies at every level in an organization, whether it's the admin side, whether it's sales, you name it. And I'm a huge proponent of actually taking lean techniques and applying them throughout the value chain to all the other areas of the organization to drive out the waste and improve the efficiencies. I think that's going to be another big part of Manufacturing 5.0. Well, there you have it. The benefits of belonging to a consortium are clearly significant. From problem solving, to discovering better ways to manufacture, to dealing with tomorrow's technology today, consortia are invaluable. We'd like to thank our guests, Dave Hogg, Ryan Meekham, Brian Holmes, Andrew Wynne-Williams, and Ann Graham for their participation in this program. And we thank you for listening. Technical production by Dave Grine. I'm Chris Henry for Applied Excellence. We'll see you next time.